Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Today we're on Season 5, Episode 18, An Illegitimate Concern, which originally aired on February 12th of 1990. Now if you're an astute listener, as in you listened to the last episode, uh, the last episode aired on February 10th, uh, the one after this airs on the 17th, so this was apparently a very special episode of The Golden Girls that they felt the need to get out uh, in the middle of the week. Uh, between the last episode and the next one airing, really? uh, they decided to put this one out on the 12th, midweek, for some reason. I don't know why. This must have been a very important episode to get out, apparently. Apparently. Uh, but the episode, as I said, aired on February 12th. So let's learn what else happened in history on February 12th. Well, in the year 1111, King Henry V, the King of Germany and Italy, arrives in Rome for his coronation as Holy Roman Emperor, but Pope Paschal II refuses to crown him until April uh, using the ongoing investiture controversy uh, as reasoning. Now, the investiture controversy is a very fun time in history. Uh, it's basically a 50-year civil war in Germany, uh, which lasted from about 1078 to 1122, basically about who should be Pope and who should be in charge of the Roman Empire, uh, which resulted in the formation of the Holy Roman Empire, uh, which united Germany, Burgundy, and most of Italy at the time, uh, and the higher-powered role of Pope after that point in history. Hmm. Uh, in 1554, after reigning as Queen of England for a whopping nine days, Lady Jane Grey is executed. In 1912, the last emperor of China, Pu Yi, abdicates the throne at the age of six and eventually leads to the modern China we know today. Uh, in 1950, the Red Scare continues in the U.S. as Senator Joe McCarthy claims to have a list of 205 government employees that are secretly communists. In 2014, former New Orleans Mayor Ray Nagin Nijin uh, is found guilty on 21 charges of wire fraud, bribery, and money laundering related to the handling of infrastructure that failed during Hurricane Katrina and is sentenced to 10 years in federal prison as a result of his crimes. And our most recent event on February 12th of 2019, the Republic of Macedonia officially changes its name to the Republic of North Macedonia to end a long-standing dispute with Greece. That is our history for today. So why don't you inform us what occurred on this apparently very special episode of The Golden Girls. Okay, well, I didn't know it was that special. Well, the only uh, other thing I could think is 1990, in like early February, this may have been an Olympic year. So they had to try and get it been. on. Yeah. So that could be. They maybe just had to try and get it on. This was the only opening, maybe. I don't know. Wow. Okay. That would be my guess. I don't know. All righty. Well, in scene one, we're in the kitchen. Dorothy, she's reading the paper. Sophia enters. We learn that Dorothy's wedding was on June 1st, 1949. Sophia wants them to compete in the Shady Pines mother-daughter beauty pageant. Now let's, because I know you want to do it, let's do your math. Okay. So 49. 49. And her and Stan were married for 38 years. Which 38. Would, which would state they got divorced in 87, correct? 
38. Oh, it says 49. Well, that would make sense then, wouldn't it? They got divorced yes. in 87. Sorry, I thought it was 41. So, yeah, 49 would make a lot of sense then. Okay. Well, hold on. Let's. So, then they would have got divorced in 87. 87. Which would be at the start of season three. But then again, yeah, see, so that makes. That isn't good, is it? The show started in 85, and in the first episode early on, I think they kind of establish Dorothy and Stan had been divorced for a couple of years by that point. I thought it was pretty recent, yeah. So. But, yeah. This would state they got divorced in 87, which is basically the end of season two or start of season Season three three range there. So that's. Eh, not Worse. too good, really. Yeah. No. So, okay, yes. Okay. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. My next question would be, I know Sophia hates Shady Pines. Why would she want to go to this beauty pageant? Well... She tells us. She tells us. She wants to show up Gladys Goldfine. Who we've never heard of. Who we've never heard of. And, yeah, Sophia, that sounds like her. She wants to show up other people, yes. They talk about this for a while, and Dorothy finally agrees to do it. So they head out to the living room, and scene two, we're in the living room. Rose and Blanche are on the couch as Sophia and Dorothy enter. The doorbell rings, and Sophia answers it. It is David Patton looking for George Devereaux. Blanche tells him that George died a few years ago. Huh, I would have thought it was more than a few, but... Um, a few. Maybe like ten by <laughs> yeah. now, yeah. But she says a few years ago. Well, sure. That could be any number. David says he is selling encyclopedias. David leaves, and the girls comment to each other how strange that was. Like, he wasn't carrying any encyclopedias. That's Rose's point. You know? What? Would you, know? you like to tell us more about what Rose's <laughs> bit here? Sure. He wasn't carrying any. Of course, Dorothy wonders, well, why didn't he try and sell us some? Mm-hmm. And then we get into the fact that in Saint Olaf, they carry fifty-two copy or fifty-two uh, encyclopedia books. They carry books on fifty-two volumes, fifty-two uh-huh. twenty-six in each hand for balance. Uh huh. Yeah. Instead of just carrying twenty-six, they needed the fifty-two. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy says, "Well, why didn't they just put thirteen in it?" Each arm that would be balance, and Dorothy mm-hmm. uh, Rose has to make a phone call. Has to make a phone call. Uh-huh. And she looks quite impressed that but, someone could come up with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but also, I mean, to carry twenty six encyclopedias in one hand back they, then would be pretty good. Yeah. They must breed some strong dudes up there in in uh, Saint Olaf. I'm uh, guessing. I'm assuming they don't let women do that. Probably, but. Hard to I say could be wrong there. Uh, okay, scene three, we're in the kitchen. Rose and Dorothy at the table, and Blanche enters from the back door with a bag of groceries. Must have been her day to get groceries. Blanche saw David at the grocery store, and it has been a few days already. Blanche says that David was undressing her with his eyes. She thinks he is smitten with her. Of course, that's what Blanche would think. Yeah, who isn't, right? Yeah. Sophia enters and tells Dorothy that she has found matching dresses to wear at the contest, but Dorothy thinks they're a bit inappropriate. Yes. 
Sophia leaves. Rose then says she should have said no to the Miss St. Olaf beauty pageant. It was 1951, the first year they let humans enter. Two, Rose was way ahead after the evening gown and the log rolling competition. And the shocker was that Rose lost out on the intelligence quiz. Yes, they asked her to name the seven dwarfs, and she did, but apparently not the seven they were looking for. They don't ever tell us what seven she said, so we don't know how funny those could have been. And Rose gets hit in the head by Blanche with a newspaper. Scene four, we're in the living room. Dorothy enters and tells the other girls that David is outside in his car and has been outside for at least three hours. Huh. Blanche is leaving to go confront him. She opens the door and, oh, David is right there. She invites him in and talks to David about his feelings for her. And he says he doesn't have any feelings for her. He is George's son. Oh, Blanche tells him to get out, get out. But, you know, they, they, they talk to him. He tells them how he knows that George Devereaux was his father. Sounds like a pretty uh, plausible way and Blanche still throws him out without talking to him. She does not want to talk about it. Blanche does talk about it for a while before heading to her bedroom. Scene five, we're in the kitchen. Dorothy, Rose, and Sophia are in there. Blanche enters. She reads from her diary about the time that George went to Dallas. That's where um, David is from and bought her diamond earrings on his return. Blanche thinks that David was telling the truth now. Uh-oh. Sophia tells about Sal having the wandering eye when Sophia was pregnant. Yet Rose says that Charlie never cheated on her, then discusses the divorce laws of St. Olaf, and then they talk about why men cheat. Dorothy gives two reasons. The one, first one's very complex, very psychoanalytical, very you know, good, and then the second one is, yeah, men are scum. Okay, scene six, we're in the living room. Rose is at that ever-glowing, out-of-nowhere piano in this scene. Yes, she's at the piano. Sophia mm -hmm. enters, dressed as Sonny Bono. I would like to, the ever-glowing piano? Well, I... I didn't write this down. I'm making this up off the top of my head here. The ever-glowing <laughs> piano. What would you call that? Just appears when, out of the blue, you know, when they need one. Um, it's never, ever there any other time. Well, no. Uh, I they guess. store it back in one of the back rooms? I don't know. Maybe it is there. We never see that part of the room, I don't think, really. Oh, but Yes, we do all the time. Oh, we do? And it's never there. Oh, okay. Except when they need it. It just uh -huh. appears. Oh. Yeah, I don't think ever glowing is, no, the, cor is ever not glowing. the correct term. No, that would not be the correct term. Uh, it's the, it'd be like the intermittent intermittent piano. Intermittent. Uh, would be better. Okay. Um, the just ever appear when glowing. we need it. Okay. Appear when we need it. Uh, Rose thinks she is Doug Henning, though. Dorothy enters dressed as Cher, and they sing, I got you, babe. Uh, they, they look pretty good, and they sing good to me. 
Rose has to quit the song because it reminds her of the 60s and the civil unrest in St. Olive caused by the controversial opposite side of the street parking. Very controversial. Mm-hmm. Blanche comes out and thinks they are dressed as Cheech and Chong. Eh, kind of a stretch, but why not? Dorothy and Sophia head to the kitchen. Then Rose declares to Blanche that she did lie, and Charlie did cheat on her. One night in his traveling salesman days, he ran out of gas and stopped at a farmhouse and asked the farmer if he could spend the night. But there was only one place to sleep, and that was with the farmer's daughter. And apparently it was dark, because when the light came up, he was only two blocks from home. And this is a traveling salesman. Okay. <laughs> I have bigger umbrage with the fact that Rose is telling a story about a father pimping out his daughter. <laughs> yeah, my it's bigger like, umbrage with the story. Well, yes, I got a big farmland. Yeah, the only place to sleep is with my daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have bigger umbrage with that. Okay. But... Rose was so mad she refused to make Strudel, yeah, her pet name for sex, for a year. Okay. We're it's not, not an awful name, honestly, but... No, not honestly, but... Uh, oh, boy, they continue talking. So, scene seven, we're in the living room. Blanche and Rose enter, and Rose will go get the car and meet them out front. Sophia and Dorothy enter, and they are dressed up in really nice matching gold dresses. No, those are black. Oh, I thought they were gold. No, they are hideous. They look like garbage bags. They're shiny. and Yeah, they look like they're wearing oh, garbage bags. They weren't gold? No. Okay. Huh. No, they, they were black. They look like they're wearing garbage bags. I thought they were pretty nice. Okay. Uh, the doorbell rings. Blanche answers it, and it is, of course, David. Blanche has David come in and tells the other girls to go, and she will meet them there. At the pageant, she stays and talks to David about George, and she misses the entire beauty pageant. Uh, she gets out a picture book, and her and David look over some pictures. Scene eight, we're in the living room. Blanche is sitting there, and the other three girls enter, and Sophia and Dorothy were runner-ups. Yeah, they talk about the pageant a little, then they talk about David. Uh, yes, he... Apparently has decided to go back to Dallas and we'll never hear from him again. Then they decide to go to the kitchen to have cheesecake. And Blanche stays behind for a second and says she could have had Andy Rooney as this episode ends. Mm-hmm. Yes. So two things. First, when I watched this episode, I forgot who, or I don't, I mean, I didn't know who Andy Rooney was, so I got really confused for a second I oh. thought she was referring to the football player. That's Wayne Rooney, though. Uh, so okay. I was like, wait, what? Oh. Andy Rooney. Because yeah. at the start, she uh -huh. said she could have had someone sure, from 60 sure, minutes. Sure, sure, sure. We'll get to that later. Okay. Second thing. The Sonny and Cher singing piece. Yes. I understand why it's in the show from a comedy writing standpoint. Why are they doing it, though, in-universe? In they obviously don't do it at the banquet, at the beauty pageant. There's no reason they're doing that at the beauty pageant. Um, yeah, so why that, are they really doing this other than for the joke? Apparently just for the joke. Uh, right. Because... They don't do that at the competition, I'm sure. 
Well, unless it's their outfits are in their bags or something as they're leaving. They're, they're tiny little purses? Yeah. Sophia's little tiny purse and Dorothy's, tiny little purse. Dorothy's little clutch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or it's under their garbage bags, as you call them. <laughs> That's what they look like. So they're quick change artists, and they change into them quite easily. So they got um, their wigs underneath them, too, and all? I mean, why apparently, do they... I mean, they don't do it at the show. There's no way they do that at the beauty pageant. No, so I don't... I really didn't... Think Notice that, that? Believe it or not. Oh, okay. Um, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's probably one of the best comedy set pieces in the entire show, but unless it makes no sense why they actually do it in in universe, why they're doing this. Yeah, there really isn't. Maybe they did the act at the beauty pageant. They had their uh, outfits already that, at the pageant. Well, maybe they didn't dress up at Sunny and Cher. So then, why did they dress up why? at home? <laughs> Well, maybe... Is this what Sophia wears out to the bar to pick up men as she dresses up as Sony Bono? <laughs> yeah, Sony sure. Bono to go pick up men? Or what? Now, I'm wondering, though, at the end... Uh-huh. When Blanche came out and said, who's uh, Cheech and who's Chong... They maybe, decided to scrap they it said, right oh, then? Oh, my God. Okay, scrap. Uh, we're not... No, we're not going as Cheech and Chong. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay, that'll be my excuse. Okay, sure. That's it? Okay. That's when they decided to scrap the... Okay. Otherwise, it doesn't make much sense. Right. A few cultural references. 60 Minutes uh, is a TV program that uh, is, you know, about... It's a news program. Um, Morley Safer uh, was a Canadian-American broadcast journalist uh, best known for his long tenure on 60 Minutes. Uh, Sonny Bono, uh, American singer-songwriter, producer, actor, and politician, uh, who has essentially been credited with uh, getting the copyright uh, laws in the U.S. to the sad state they're in now. Um, Doug Henning uh, was a Canadian magician uh, and also politician, apparently. Um, I don't know. That. Yeah, it was pretty weird uh, here. I mean, granted... I've never heard of him, but that's, you know. Nonetheless, um, Doug Henning was brought up. Cher, uh, who I think we all know who Cher is. I don't need to explain that one. I Got You Babe is the song they sing, which is a song written by Sonny Bono, uh, which was the uh, first single taken from the debut album of uh, Sonny and Cher. Uh, That's pretty much it. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, an American journalist, novelist, short story writer, and sportsman. Uh, Cheech and Chong, a Grammy award-winning comedy duo who found commercial and cultural success in the 70s and 80s uh, with their stand-up routines, studio recordings, and feature films based on the hippie and free love eras. Uh, Piggly Wiggly uh, is an American supermarket chain uh, operating in the southern and midwest regions of the U.S. Uh, Its first store opened in 1916, and they operate more than 600 stores in 17 states uh, today. The Fantastics uh, is a 1960 musical uh, with music by Harvey Schmidt and lyrics by Tom Jones. Uh, it tells an allegorical story loosely based on the play The Romancers, or Les Romanets, by uh, Edmund Rostand, uh, which concerns two neighboring fathers who trick their children 
into falling in love by pretending to feud. Uh, the show's original off-Broadway production ran a total of 42 years, from 1960 till 2002, uh, for 17,162 performances, making it the world's longest-running musical. Uh, and it was uh, developed into a film in 1995 as well. Uh, Try to Remember is a song about nostalgia from the Fantastics. It is the first song sung in the show to get the audience to imagine what the sparse set of lyrics suggests. Uh, and Andy Rooney uh, was an American radio and TV writer, best known for his weekly broadcast, A Few Minutes with Andy Rooney, on uh, 60 Minutes from 78 to 2011. And uh, one side character, David Patton, played by Mark Moses, known for playing Lieutenant Wolf in Platoon, Duck Phillips in Mad Men, uh, Dennis Boyd in Homeland, and Paul Young on Desperate Housewives. So he does, he's on a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, anything you've seen, maybe. Um, did you watch The Last Ship, the, the movie, the show about no. the world being flooded or something? No. Nope. No? Um, let's see, Law and Order. Um, did you do, yeah, I know you don't watch Law and Order, I know that. Um, I think that's about it as far as, like, big shows are going to go recently. Okay. Um, yeah, oh, Boston Legal, he plays, um... Assistant to the District Attorney George McDougal oh, okay. for two episodes. Oh, wow. Um, ER, Ally McBeal, he's the Assistant District Attorney in that for two episodes. Okay. Huh. Um, yep, but recently, yep, he's been in uh, some big shows uh, for big roles in them there Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Uh, Mad Men, Homeland. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He has been in some big stuff recently. Um, one new sex partner established. Uh, one of the judges of the Shady Pines Mother-Daughter Beauty Contest who is bald and enjoys being told that he is naughty uh, for Blanche. Uh, so our tally now stands Blanche 102, Dorothy 9, Rose 6, and Sophia 6. Well, don't have much on this episode, no. Uh observations except i did like the sunny and share part uh and honestly that was about it on this one mm. um my episode counts that there was one physical abuse of rose when blanche hit her in the head with the newspaper i counted one saint olaf story the encyclopedia sells people uh and that was it for me so weddings planned weddings nine Physical Abuses of Rose at 13, St. Olaf Stories 34, Picture Stories 22, Cheesecakes Eaten 17, Sicily Italian Stories 8, Sicily Italian References 49, Girls Mad at Each Other Not Best Friends, They're Moving Out 17, Sports 29, Games 30, and Stanley is a Bornak Appearances still at 15. My rating for this show, it's another tough subject i think it's handled well but other than the sunny and share bit there just wasn't much in the laugh department for me 65 
out of 100. Well, I'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, goodbye.